0: Effective living with Rev. Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. I want to continue my teaching on increase in faith. Everybody say increase in faith. Last Sunday, I started teaching from the book of Luke chapter 17. The key scriptures for this subject of faith is Luke 17 from verse 5. He says that... Uh, can you read it for me? Yeah. Luke yeah. chapter 17, verse 5. And, and, it reads. and 6. Verse 5 and 6. Verse yeah. 5 and 6. Yeah. And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. Verse 6. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a master seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it will obey you. So the apostles went to Jesus and said increase our faith this request represents the average attitude of all Christians you know all Christians want things to happen for them all the time you know they didn't go to Jesus and said teach us how we can increase our faith they said increase our faith but contrary to their request Jesus did not just do anything to make their Faith increased by some magic. Jesus decided to teach them how they can increase their faith. So if you want your faith to increase, you have to learn it. Everything you want to happen in your life, you need to learn it. That is the right biblical approach to seeing your life make progress and fulfillment in every area of your life. Amen. Yeah. Anything you want. Every now and then we believe that there is some special one-time prayer that will make you a multimillionaire, but most of the time it doesn't happen that way. You have to learn how to, how to be rich. If you want to have a good marriage, you have to learn how to. There's a place for miracle, there's a place for breakthrough, but there's also a place for process and for principles. So they said to Jesus, increase our faith. But this scripture tells you that faith can increase. Faith can increase. Faith can increase. So in in my next teaching, I'm going to start teaching about how to increase your faith and different levels of faith, how to increase. But today, when it come to the subject of faith, the very crucial key to having a productive faith is knowing how faith operates. Every now and then I hear people say, exercise faith, exercise faith. Then I ask them, how? How do you do this? Because most of the time the people tell you exercise faith, actually don't even know what they are talking about. So I ask, anytime somebody tell I ask him. How do you do it? Can you tell me how I can exercise the faith? Because it's easy to tell somebody to exercise faith. But when it comes to you yourself exercising the faith, that's the issue. It's easy to tell somebody who is sick, exercise faith and be healed. But when you become sick yourself, how do you exercise the faith? You know, when somebody is broke, it's easy to tell them, oh, exercise faith and make money, especially pastors. But if you're a pastor you are broke, how do you exercise that faith you have been preaching to people is something else. So today I want to teach on how faith operates. How do you practice faith? How do you practice faith? And to do that, you need to know how faith comes, the source of faith, the source of faith. Romans 10:17 is the very crucial scripture and most misunderstood scripture. The reason why many Christians are Operating faith that is unproductive, but this scripture has been so seriously misunderstood. Okay, can we all read it together? Ready go. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's read one more time. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Last time, ready go. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing. By the word of God. This scripture tells you that faith comes to people. Faith is not always there. Faith is not always with everybody. Faith is something that comes. It's something that is generated. It's something that is produced. But how does faith come? By? Hearing. By hearing. Hearing what? Yeah, that's, that's what I was expecting to say. But that's not true. Faith comes by? Hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. So, hearing and the word of God, is it the same thing? If it's the same thing, why did the scripture separate the two? Look at the scripture again. Faith comes by hearing. So, two of you come. So, stand here. Your name is uh, Theophilus, right? And your name is Isaiah. These are two different people, isn't it? Okay. Okay. Let's assume your name is Hearing, and your name is what? The Word of God. Now, if these two people were the same, then what I could have done was to just tell you, see one of them, and you have everything, right? Yeah, because the two are the same. You understand? But if the two are not the same, this man is Isaiah, and this man is Theophilus, and you want something, I said, See Isaiah, and then he will lead you to Theophilus. It suggests that two are not the same. Faith comes by hearing. Then hearing comes. So hearing and the word of God, they are two different things. Okay, if we go to the NIV version. Romans 10, 17. 17, uh Consequently, Uh Faith comes from hearing the message, uh-huh. and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Now, listen to this. He said, faith comes by hearing what? The message. The message. And the message comes by hearing the word of Christ. The word, the word of, so, you see that faith is coming by hearing something, and that something, and I because it's the, the message. If I read the Amplifier, it talks about hearing the voice of God. So this scripture actually, if you take your time to understand it, it simply means that faith comes by hearing God's voice. But you can only hear God's voice most of the time through what? The Word of God. Yeah. If you miss this, you can exercise faith that will not always work for you. And I'm, I'm trying to choose my words. It, you can exercise faith that sometimes will work for you, but sometimes will not work for you because you are practicing faith on the scripture. Second Corinthians 3 verse 6 says something about the scripture, the word of God. In fact, the word of God in theology is called the Logos. Everybody say Logos. You are Bible scholars, so uh, there are things you just be able to say. Everybody say Logos. Logos simply means the general counsel of God. When you take the Bible, the Bible tells you the whole counsel of God, the general counsel of God. Everything God wants you to know about His mind, His thoughts, is here. Now, but at every point in time, there's a particular place God wants to speak to you from, there's a particular place in the general counsel of God that God wants to talk to you from. So God, from this scripture, can tell Theophilus something and tell Isaiah something different from another place. That's what we call rhema. Everybody say rhema. Rhema simply means God's specific word to a specific person at a specific time for a specific purpose. Who can say that with me? Rema means what? God's specific word to a specific person at a specific time for a specific purpose. You know, because we are in different situations at different times. Today, maybe my challenge is uh, health. Tomorrow, my challenge may be money. The next minute, my challenge may be something else. So, at every point in time, God is speaking to you from a particular place in Scripture at a particular time for a specific purpose. Occasionally, he may speak from a specific place to many people at a time. For instance, as a church, God can speak to all of us today a specific instruction. But the next church over there is also reading the Bible, but they cannot apply that. Please, are you following me? So in that context, it means that that word is specifically to life gates. You can apply that in Christ's temple. We cannot apply that in open heaven's temple. So God's word to what? A specific person at a specific time for a specific purpose. Let me start breaking it down for you. Now, how many of you know the Bible says we should give? Let me give. Let me see. All right. So Luke 6.38 says what? Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Will God cause people to give back to you. That is what the Logos. Is it the word of God? Yes. Is it true? Yes. If you give, will God bless you? Yes. But there are specific times in your life when God will speak to you to give, and he will tell you what to give. You know, Luke 6.8 didn't tell you what you should give, how much you should give. He didn't even tell you where you should give it. Do you know? Do you know? Luke here doesn't tell you where you should give it. At what time you should give it? So when God comes to somebody, like um, I think about five years ago, I called somebody at Miracle 7. I said, the Lord said, give half of your salary for three months. And I open a door in your life. That is a rhema. And I told him, so he's like, put you on the altar and pray. Three months. Okay? She's applying this scripture, but in a particular context. For a particular purpose. I, I, I've been praying for that lady. And she's gone through so many challenges. Relationship breakup. All manner of things. Uh, you see, now faith has come. Because there's a specific weather has come. It's not just Luke 638. So she did that. And that same year, God brought the right guy into her life. And as I'm talking now, they are married. It, faith. You know, somebody else can say, okay, i got a trick. I know exactly what to do. Faith is not copying people. There's a place for learning principles. But there's a place for knowing. You know, Luke chapter 5 verse 5. You know, you all know this scripture very well. It said, Peter said to Jesus. What did Peter say to Jesus Luke chapter 5 verse 5? Who can tell me? He said, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word I will let down. So faith comes when God began to speak to you from the word, from the word, from the word. All right. So God's word says he will protect you and deliver you from all evil. Is it true? Is it true? How many of you have a scripture that says God can protect you? Because you need to know the Bible enough to be able to practice your faith. The word of God says God will protect you. There are many scriptures in the Bible that promise the divine protection. How does he protect you? Yeah. Yeah. The same Bible scripture that says God can protect you and nothing will destroy you. But there are times God will protect you by telling you, don't travel this week. Don't travel this week. That is protection. There's a pastor who was called last year when I was in Nigeria, I heard this. There's a pastor, somebody, they they called him to come and pray for somebody in the next town. Very seriously sick. And the Lord spoke to him, don't go. And he went. He went and prayed for the, for the person on his way back. He had an accident and died on the spot. You know what he did? I'm sure he was quoting scriptures. I'm sure that pastor would have been quoting scriptures. He would give his angels charge over me to protect me everywhere I go. They shall hold me in their hands. The angel of the Lord surround those who fear God. But It was the same God who said, don't go. In other words, your protection that day is not to go. Sometimes God's protection is what to make you know that this food, don't eat it. This place, don't go. This person, this decision, don't make that decision. Yeah, but many people confront me, so pastor, you know, I use this scripture. I prayed and prayed and prayed with it. And Nothing is still happening. You see, because what you are doing is not practicing faith. It is trying to use a scripture to make it say what God is saying. But you don't make scripture to say what you want. You allow God to use the scripture to tell you what he wants to tell you. You know, everything you want to do in this life, you can get a Bible verse to support it, you know. In fact, you can get a Bible verse to support adultery right now. That it's okay to have many wives, because Solomon had many wives, and he was the wisest man. Yeah, you can get many scriptures to support. Abeliz, you can get many scriptures to support uh, having a child out of wedlock, because Abraham was the friend of God, and he was a father of faith, but he was married. He had a child. Everything you want to do, you can have scriptures for it. But the purpose of the scripture, Second Corinthians three six, the purpose of the scripture is not to use it to say what you want. The purpose of scripture is for God to speak His voice and His mind to you at a particular time. And um, you know, when I went to South Korea, interesting story I had. There's a big river that Close to the eastern part of Seoul. and uh, I heard there was these Christian who went for a whole week fasting and prayer. Very, you know, when the fire is moving, everybody becomes your faith is high. You believe you can move mountains, and you know they close from church. And it was it was um, in winter, and um, you know there are a lot of I mean, what we call rain here, what called heavy downpour here. Some, I mean, I mean it can rain the whole day in winter. And the river was flooded. And one of the lady said, Ah, but Jesus walked on water. And, and we have faith. And we have faith. And we can also exercise faith and walk on the water. So they helped each other instead of praying in tongues and said, let nobody should die. Let's 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 go. Let's go by faith. And they all drowned. They all drowned. They all died. Don't love you. Also, do the same. You may you, yours may not be walking in on water, but he said, Who also has made us? Sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives lives. Now, what Paul was saying is that, when he said the letter, he's talking about the written word. This Bible is a printed material. You can tear it right now, but that doesn't do anything to God. Because God doesn't live in this. God speaks through this, but he doesn't stay here. You can put it down, a stamp on that means you are stamping on God. <laughs> are you with me? Yeah. The letter kills. The reason why many people have even put the Bible aside, don't believe in it again because they took a scripture and they said God said this. I'm going to practice it for it to work for me. Faith comes by hearing God's voice through the word of God. Now, why is this very important? Because the word. The word of God, like I said, communicates the general counsel of God. But the voice of God communicates God's specific word in context to his will concerning your life at a particular time. His will concerning your life. His will concerning your life. I've heard many people died exercising faith for healing. For example, is God a healer? Yes, he's a healer. He said by his stripes we were healed. Ezra 15, 26, said, I am the God who heals you. Is God a healer? Yes. Okay. But for each one of us, how he has decided to heal you is different. So if you are sick and you take Ezra 15, 26, and you stand on it and pray and say, I believe God for my healing, you can easily be out of the will of God because at that moment, that is not what he is telling you to do with that scripture. If you stand on that scripture and said I'm healed I'm well I've prayed I've exercised my faith I believe God. He said if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and to and do what is right in his sight give ear to his commandment and keep all his statutes I will put none of the diseases which none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians for I am the Lord who heals you. God said he will heal you. How will the healing process happen? For somebody It is putting your hand right over your head and pray a simple prayer of faith and you'll be healed. But for somebody, you need to go to your pastor. For somebody else, you need to come to miracle service. You know that many times people have come to me for prayer about specific issues and I just tell them, come to miracle service. And they tell you, pray now. They tell you, pray now. For some people, that healing process of God will even require medical attention. It will require medications. So if you heard, somebody was say he didn't go to hospital. He got healed. That is no formula of healing for you. Because you could be in the house and die. And they say, the word of God is not working. It works. It worked for the people that used it properly. Yeah. So faith doesn't come by the word of God. It comes by hearing God's voice that comes from the word of God. The letter kills. The spirit gives When the Holy Spirit is speaking from Scripture to you at a particular moment. That is why when God tells you something that you should do, don't postpone it. Because God's word to you works with time. It works relative to time. If Peter had said, you know Jesus, uh, thank you for the great direction. But I'll come in the night and come and through the net," But Jesus said, go down there. He said, I have toiled all night and caught nothing. So maybe the following night we'll come and try it. Oh, Jesus, I'm very, very tired. I've been toiling the whole night. I'm tired. So let me go and rest a little and come in the evening. No, Peter did it now. Now. So faith comes by hearing God's voice. We'll read an important scripture in Romans chapter 4. And then it will help me to clarify my point. Romans 4, verse 17 and 18. As it is written... I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That is one thing you need to understand about faith. When you are exercising your faith in God, one of the things you know that God calls the things that are not there as if they exist. Why the Bible says He gives life to the dead? That means if the case is hopeless, God can still do something out of it. God can cause dead things to come back to life. Yeah. So what is called dead with us is not dead before God. What is considered over or hopeless before us is not hopeless before God. So if you are here and your situation looks so bad, they tell you, "Oh, as for you." Where you have reached, it's too late. I came to tell you, it's not late before God. Hallelujah. Every one of you here, you are in good time. For anything you want in life, you are in good time for marriage. Good time to have children. Good time to become rich and prosperous. Good time to fulfill all your destiny. You are not late. Somebody shout and say, I'm not late. It's not over with me. The devil is a liar. He said, he... He gives life to the dead. May every situation in your life that has been described and labeled as dead, may it come back to life today. Yes. May every situation of your life that has been called hopeless and useless, may God turn it around in your life today in the name of Jesus. But verse 18 uh, says something very important. He said, who contrary to hope In hope, he believed. I like the King James. He said, against hope, he believed in hope. Against hope. That means the condition may not be favorable. So he believed in hope. So that what? He might become the father of many nations. Abraham believed God for a reason. What was his purpose for believing God? So that he can become what? The father of many nations. And did the end, they said, according to what? That which was spoken. Faith comes by what God has spoken. New King James Version. Faith comes by what? What God has spoken. Abraham heard God tell him, you are going to be the father of nations. That is what, you see, you can never doubt when you hear God. You can never doubt when you hear God. When you hear God. So, out of the scriptures, we are searching for God's voice. According to what was spoken, Abraham exercised faith based on what God spoke to him. God spoke to him. He said, change your name. He changed it. Can you imagine a childless man whose name is Abraham? Abraham, which means father. He said, change your name. I mean, you don't have child. You call yourself father. That one is mockery already. Then God came and said, hey, change your name. I don't like that name. Okay, that's good news. At least if I don't have a child, at least I shouldn't be called father. So maybe ask God will give me a different name. God said, call, call yourself Abraham, Father of Nations. Ah, Abraham is already making people laugh at me. So you can imagine Abraham went to town the next week. He said, Now from today, my name has changed. You know, people have said, Thank God, your name is, must truly change. How can you call yourself father when you don't have a child? So, what is the new name? Abraham opened the mouth, Abraham. Can you imagine what the people would have said? They would say, You, you are mad. You are saying you need a psychiatrist. But the Bible said God spoke to Abraham and he believed it. That's what the Bible said, against hope. His case was beyond hope. But he believed because God spoke to him. You see, if God wants to do great things with your life, he comes to speak to you from his word, he gives you a word. He gives you a word. For instance, God said he will bless the work of our hands, isn't it? Okay. What if I decided to be an engineer based on the fact that God said he will bless the work of my hands? What would that be happening to my life? Would I be fulfilled? Would I have the mandate of God's blessing on my life the way I have it now? Because I'm blessed now. In case you don't know, I'm crazily, dangerously blessed. Oh, yes, I can never lack money again till I die. You can decide not to believe it, but I believe it. And I didn't start saying this today when I have small money now. I started saying it when I started this work. Do you know why? Because when I obeyed the call that, okay, this is why I was born. This is what God called me to do. He said he will bless the work of my hands, but he told me this is the work you must do for me to bless it. My parents were angry. My mother told me, You won't work, you will suffer. And when you are suffering, don't go to your brothers for help. My mother told me my family members didn't want to have anything to do with me. They don't want to see me. But God told me, He said, if you do this work faithfully, I will take care of you. (laughs) So, right from the day I started, I made many people angry by the way I talked. Some people thought it's pride because I tell people. I trust the Lord to take care of me. No human being is my helper. If God is to bless me, I'll appreciate you. I'll celebrate you. I'll thank God for your life. I'll be nice to you. I've never, how do you call it, been ungrateful to anybody who has helped me before. But to come to the place where I put my hope in you as if you are now God. If I don't see you, I'll die. I've never done that. And I cannot expect other pastors to do that. Why? Because they didn't hear what I heard. The reason why some pastors need to do some tricks to get money, see things that they didn't see, say things that they didn't hear, sell things. You know, when I went to Israel, I, bought, I went to Nazareth, I, I, I mean where they produced the original anointing. oil. Well, I bought plenty. I bought one carton. I, I dashed them <laughs> to people close to me. I just gave people. I met another pastor. He was selling one for1,000 cities. I said, "Oh, no, no, no the thing is a lot." But the way they talked about it. They said this one is from Israel. It has some special powers. In fact, if you use it, ah, your miracle is 24 hours. You're looking at your own members, your own members. And they sold it to members, and people bought it. People bought two, three, four, five. So God said He will bless the work of your hands. But that scripture begins to work at its optimum. When you come to the place of understanding. This is what God wants me to do. This is the work he called me to do. Because when Jesus met Peter and said, Peter, Peter caught fish, the boats went uh, sinking, the nets were breaking. Je- after what Jesus told him from today, you will not catch fish again. You catch me. In other words, I came to show you that you can prosper in this, but if you want to really prosper, follow me. Peter, Peter stopped being a fisherman from that day. So somebody can be quoting that scripture. God will bless the work of my hands. I to bless the work of my hands. But you are working hard and toiling in something that is not your place. Maybe you saw somebody doing it and making money, so oh, me too, I'm going. And so that's why this spirit of competition is not faith at all. Competition is not faith. Envy. You know, sometimes people go to do what other person is doing because of envy. Somebody put pitch shop here and it's booming. doesn't mean you to come and put your shop as beside. That's envy. For you, maybe God will say, go to the other corner and put your shop there. Bible said, contrary to hope, Abraham believed. The problem is not the problem. Your problem is not your problem. Your problem is how you handle that problem. That is the real problem. Contrary to hope. I want to tell everybody today that no matter the situation you are in now, that situation can change. But there is a word that must come after that situation. And make it change. And make it change. There is a word from God. That's why I like John 5:39. He said, Search the scriptures. That's Jesus. Jesus was teaching the disciples. He said, Search this. What does it mean to search? Look for something. When you carry a Bible, it's not a religious storybook. You look for houses in the Bible, you look for money in the Bible, you look for healing in the Bible. You look for good marriage in the Bible. You look for prosperity in the Bible. You look for divine protection in the Bible. Everything you are looking for. Search the scriptures. That's why we are reading Bible in this church. From now till forever, we will read the Bible, the whole Bible, every year. Yeah. Those of you who couldn't do it next year, you are going to do it. Those of you who are doing it, God bless you for starting with me. But there is a wonderful experience when you read the Bible all the time. Those of you who are reading the Bible, you can tell. There are so many new things you are discovering. There are things I don't need to teach you. I don't need to preach to you. When you read the Bible, you become more knowledgeable. You read the Bible. So look at the things you are learning this year alone. Imagine you are reading the Bible every year, the whole Bible. Think about how much you will know. And how much God can speak to you from the Word. Now, faith requires that you must be a child of God who... God's voice all the time. Revelation 3, verse 6. He said, He who has an ear, let him what? Now, one day God told me in this scripture, God is always speaking. God is always what? I said, God is always what? Turn to the telling, God is always speaking. But people are not hearing. The problem is not with God. Every day you can hear God. Every day. Yeah, God is speaking to the church. And when he said church, it does not a building. He's talking about believers. God is always speaking. In fact, as I'm preaching now, it's an opportunity for God to speak to you. That is if you don't sleep. Yeah, that is why the Satan wants you to sleep when I'm preaching. he doesn't want you to hear God. But God is always speaking. But this is the condition for God to speak to you. He said, You must have what? You must have an ear. How many ears do we have? Two. I was expecting the scripture that everyone who has ears. Now, first question: Is there a human being who doesn't have ears? Talk to me. Every normal human being has ears, isn't it? Okay. So when I said those who have, it's like a contradiction because every everybody has ears. So you see, it's, it tell, and and then the scripture didn't even say those who have ears. That those who have an ear. That means not referring to these two things. It's referring to something more. You can have this one and never hear God till the day you die. And the reason why people are confused is because they've never heard God's voice. The reason why people are discouraged, they can't hear God. People are worried, troubled. There are people Christians troubled, worried, disturbed. They can't sleep. It's because. <laughs> You can't hear God and not be bold and confident. It doesn't matter the situation you are in. Your life will change. Long before the miracle arrived, your life will change. Your behavior will change. Your, your confession will change. Everything you are doing will change. So the Bible said, have an ear. That means beyond the physical ears, you must have the ability to hear God's voice. John 10, 27, Jesus said, my sheep, hear my voice. My sheep, hear what? Now, when he says my sheep, he's talking about every follower. He's not referring to pastors. He's not referring to prophets. In fact, for a church to sit down, that they want to hear God, a prophet must come before we hear God. Is it that that church is lost. And for you to call somebody a prophet just because he hears God, it means you don't know the Bible. Every child of God must, must, must know how to hear God's voice, including you. So it is not biblical for some few selected people who claim to be spiritual in the church, to be the ones hearing God for people, you know. And they are going about telling people, you know, God told me to tell you this. God told me to tell you Why should God leave you? And God, I mean, my wife and I, we live in the same house. We stay in the same room. We share the same bed. Uh, what else? We eat the same food. Of course, we don't wear the same dress. Now, if I want to tell my wife something, Why should I go and tell Brales? And I have to drive now to how do you call your area? Cambodia. You know, Brales, I I want to tell my wife something. So that's why I came all the way to tell her. So that you can now drive and go and tell my wife. That's why I tell people, if God wants to talk to you, he talks to you or he talks to me. Can I say that again? If God wants to talk to you, he will talk to you or he will talk to me, your pastor. God won't bypass me and go and tell a prophet in Kumasi. Do not come and tell you something when I'm here. God will only do that if I stop hearing him. And for your information, I haven't stopped hearing him. A <laughs> sister came to me and said, Pastor, some, a friend of mine called me. He said he, They mentioned my name in a certain church. And the prophet said I should come and see him. I said, me, I know your name already. I said, me, I know your name. So what's the problem? I said, I know your name. I can pray for you. But does God talk to people by name who are not in the church? Yes. Why? Those people are staying in a place where nobody hears God. And if God wants to deliver your sister and your sister are going to a place where the pastor hears God, he doesn't need to talk to me about it. This is common sense, isn't it? My sheep hear my voice. How do we hear God's voice? Romans ten seventeen. Hearing comes by the word of God. As long as we don't throw the Bible aside, as long as we don't stop hearing his word, as long as we don't keep staying in the word of God, God will speak to us. He will speak to you about that situation in your life. Now, when God speaks to you, it's your duty to what? Take me back to Romans 4. Let me close for today. When God speaks to your, your is number one, believe what God has spoken. So how do you practice faith? Number one, believe what God has spoken. If you're making no you write that down. Believe what God has spoken. That's the definition of faith. Let me go back to what is faith expressing your belief in what God has spoken to you. Not what God spoke to your friend. I'll share this. Number one, step to practicing faith is what? I don't want to see whether you are still following me. Believe what? What God has spoken to you. Not what God has said. Believe what God has spoken to you. Number two, confess what God has spoken to you until it happens. The Bible says Abraham began to call himself the father of nations. Today, he is the father of nations. Today, Abraham is the father of nations. Despite the mockery, he is the father of nations. If you want to follow mockery, say, me, I don't like problem. I don't like trouble. Me, me, I'm shy. So, all these things that will make people laugh at me, I don't want it. You remain like that too. You remain like that. Tell the people you are owing, look at me very well. I serve a God who can take the poor and make them multi-millionaires. Tell them and let them laugh. In fact, if nobody has ever laughed at you before, chances are you are not exercising faith. Exercise faith and the people laugh at you. Because that is necessary for the testimony to be nice. The third one is practice it. Practice what God has spoken. You know, I used to pastor a congregation of our 10 members in the village. And I used to tell them, this man you see here, I'm an international conference speaker. Tell you what, people laughed. Even when I took over this church, 2010, I didn't have a passport. Everybody was here when I took over. You can remember I used to say, I'll preach the gospel around the world. I didn't have a passport. But do you know why I said that? God told me. And he cannot lie. I said he cannot lie. He's faithful. He cannot deny himself. God cannot lie! If he speaks to you, is done. He cannot lie. God does not speak unless it is already done. God cannot speak unless it's already done. It's only a matter of time. So stop saying, oh, Where is the money? Pastor, you said I should be saying I'm rich. Where is the money, Pastor? Things are hard. Believe what God has spoken to. Abraham believed what God spoke to him. He confessed it and he started living his life like what he was confessing. Believe it, confess it, practice it. I want to suggest this one can make your life far better than the world's approach. The world's approach to making life change is cut corners. Look for shortcuts. Look for easy way. Maneuver, manage. Maneuver, manage. How are things? Oh, we are managing. Ah, that's no fifth talk. It will give you temporary relief. It can never give you permanent change. You want to see permanent change in your life? Go the hard way. But it produces permanent change. There's a pastor in Uganda. They play my podcast in their church. He's been here before, yes. The teaching service, they go, they sit down, and they play my podcast in their church. Now he's organizing a conference, pastor's conference, and he's telling him, this man is my mentor in ministry. You have to come and listen to him. And I'm here minding my own business. Because faith works beyond your wildest imagination. Brother, he called me to ask whether you can come. I said, oh, I'm already there. I'm already there. I have never called any place. Can you please invite me to preach? And I've not gone, never gone to preach anywhere. And they don't ask, when, I, when will you want to come again? You have to know how to exercise your faith. Faith Faith comes by hearing what? Faith comes by hearing the voice of God. How do I hear the voice of God? The voice of God comes to us by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing what God has spoken. Faith comes by what? Hearing God's voice. God's voice comes by hearing the word of God. Let me close with this. What's the difference between the voice of God and the word of God? The voice of God. Is God's specific word to a specific person at a specific time for a specific purpose. Let me share a testimony to close the service. I used to stay in community 19 and the landlady said I should leave for no reason. I liked the place so much, so I decided to look for accommodation in there. For some strange reason, every house I got, by the following day, the agent would tell me, call me that somebody has taken it. You know this agent is first come first serve. You don't care whether you're a pastor or not. So there's one place I got. I went there with my friend Pastor God. The one I, I said, I like this place. So let's join hands and claim it. So I, I, I said, I take authority over this house. Then I quoted a scripture. The Bible said, what about the source of my fish are tread? I possess. I possess this house in Jesus' name. Nobody will take it till I come and pay. So I told the agent, Monday, I'll come and pay. I think it was a Friday. Monday, I'll come and pay. Sunday, I was driving to church. When I reached where the house is, some people were packing their things into the house. <laughs> that is an example of exercising faith on a scripture that is not what God is telling you. Now, but you see, when I received the quit God told me He's going to give me a better place. A better place. But I tell you what, I didn't get a place in the estate, I didn't get a place anywhere around. We, and I had two weeks. To my quit notice, then I became so desperate. Then I told the agent, I said, You know, he, the agent mentioned a place which I thought is too expensive for me. But now that you are so desperate, two weeks to quit notice, one day we went to uh, somewhere on the Spin test Road, and when well, we got there, that, that place too has been taken by somebody. So I said, Okay, so this house in MF Estate, why don't you go and show me? So we went. And when I got there, I said, How much is it? And he said, that We need to call the landlord, and so we called the landlord, and the landlord said, in fact, it's a male, the house for a female, but it's a man who is a caretaker. And not knowing this place has been there for like two years, nobody has rented it, and they needed money desperately. The same house I was getting that people were taking it from me, he mentioned just a little above it, I think excess of 200 cities. So something just told me, you can take this place. So I, I told him, I said, why don't you reduce it so I give you three years advance? Same amount I was going to get this place that I was taking. I quoted that amount. And I said, if you can give it to me at that amount, I'll give you three years advance. Then the man said, are you sure you can get three years? But the moment he asked that question, I said, I know I've got a place. <laughs> I said, I know I've got the place. <laughs> are you sure you can get a three years? I said, I can tomorrow. Because they've taken so much house for now. I'm ready with the money. <laughs> I said, tomorrow, if you give it to me at this amount, I'll pay you tomorrow. He said, okay, let's meet in the house tomorrow. Those days, Ophel is a member of this church, used to stay in there. Said, when I told him how much I got up there, said, I'm lying. Because most rents were twice that amount. But God has a way. You know, so even though God has told me he was gonna give me a better place, he had a place in mind. And listen, where I got that, I am still there up to now is many times better than all the places that I wanted to be. Which God took from me. So sometimes you can say, Lord, you told me any, anything I desire and I pray for it, you will give it to me. This is my heart desire. He said, You grant me the desire of my heart. But I wanted to buy a car. <laughs> As a person, I went to do a down payment for a car. I sat in it. I, I said, This is the car. Because God said, I'll give you the desire of your heart. The following week, the guy sold the car. After taking my down payment, too. That is like 80% the price of the car. He took it. I just told him in two weeks, I come and pay the rest. He sold the car and gave us back our money. But the person said, we have to arrest this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, leave it. God will give me a better car. Do you know the Range Rover I bought is far cheaper than the one they took from me? You won't believe it. <clears throat> I got the Range Rover at a ridiculously cheap price. It's something that when God favors people, you can mistakenly think they are living expensive. Yeah. You can mistakenly think they are expensive. But sometimes it's favor. You see, what people are buying a million, God can give it to you for a thousand because of favor. But that happens when you understand how faith works. Oh, pastor, this is the guy. And the guy said, I am not the guy. (laughs) Sister, let him go. One day you will realize that this is not really the guy. Because when God decides to now say, this is the person I was talking to you but I say, oh, Anna, I was crying over that one, begging him not to go. When God says, this is yours, nothing can take it from you. When God says, this is for you, nothing can. Once something takes it away from you, it is not yours. You can't cry over it. You can't be angry over it. You can wait for yours. And when yours comes, it will be many times better. Somebody, can I prophesy to somebody? I see God about to visit you with blessings that are many times greater than what you lost. In the name of Jesus, God is about to bless you. With blessings that is a thousand times better than what you lost. I pray over your life that whatever you lost, may God restore to you a thousand times better. <laughs> Father, I pray a thousand times better. Everything anybody has lost here. People have lost jobs. People have lost opportunities. In fact, people, people have lost investment. They're, God is talking to me about somebody. You, you put in money into an investment, you lost everything. God is about to give you money. God is about to give you money. Listen, God is about to give you money. More than what you lost. More than what you lost. In the name of Jesus. If somebody broke up with you, let him go. That person is not God. If anybody leave you and say you are not good enough, let him go. God will give you a better person. A thousand times better. In the name of Jesus. There's a lady here. Somebody left you. And said, You are not good enough. Before the end of this year, God is going to visit you. And God will visit you and put that guy who left you to shame. God will put them to shame. They will look at you and bow down their heads. They can't look at you because the kind of person God will give you, they will be silenced for life. Receive it in Jesus' name. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. Amen. This week, I pray that your going out and coming in will be blessed. Amen. No weapon from against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment be condemned. Amen. May the goodness and the mercy of God be upon you every day of this week. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ abound towards you every day of the week. May you enjoy and experience the favor of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a good week. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.